0: Proceeding from the great commission given by Jesus to make disciples of all nations, the early church exploded and countless souls were made new by the atoning work of Christ. Dead hearts were made alive and churches sprouted up throughout the world. As a need for clear and concise biblical interpretation arose, the reformed confessions of the faith were written and still have a major impact on the church today. The Confessional Collective desires to see healthy, theologically sound churches planted and on mission for the Kingdom of Christ. Welcome to The Confessional Collective. Welcome to The Confessional Collective, where truth meets mission. My name is Aaron Carr and I'm your host as well as the pastor of First Presbyterian Church of Trenton, Michigan. The Collective is a band of confessing pastors, planters, and churchmen, and each week we have a confessional brother come share their wisdom and experience. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different, as we have a special guest who's working with Muslims in southeastern Michigan. So we need to keep his identity hidden, so today we're going to call our guest by the name of Sam. Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Sam, we are uh, excited to converse with you about the topic of, of just reaching Muslims for the cause of Christ. Um, could you mind sharing a little bit about your own testimony, where you're from,
1: and uh, just how Christ has captured you well um i born in uh, one of the uh, muslim majority country in south asia and uh, basically i born uh, in a muslim background family my father uh, was uh, basically accepted christ while he was very 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 young and uh, uh, one of the missionary uh, he never saw any white man uh, ever in his life so while he was uh, uh, in his college he saw a white man is distributing some paper so he was very excited and uh, he took that paper and uh, uh, while he was uh, reading that paper one of the thing struck him the most is uh, it was written over there is Jesus is the main way uh, to go to heaven he never heard of Jesus Christ uh, but um, uh, as he from a very prominent uh, Muslim family um, and uh, especially uh, especially my grandfather he was a muslim sharia judge uh, the law judge and uh, uh, he had a thousands of thousands disciple and especially um, when uh, uh, the muslim people they believe that uh, my grandfather he had uh, a supernatural power that if there is anything sickness or any problem the people they used to come to him and with the red ink he wrote the quran verse and if the tide in certain part of that body they will get healed so uh, when from that family my father accepted Christ um, it was uh, it was really a huge issue Uh, church uh, he went to a lot of churches um, uh, uh, and he told them that I want to accept Christ please baptize me but the church said that no uh, because you are from uh, Muslim family so they were confused that uh, is he really sure what is his intention to accept Jesus Christ so church thought that oh, he might have some other intentions uh, some church they thought that okay if we baptize him um, it might be uh, we might uh, be, we'll be in trouble so we might be persecuted on all this stuff so uh, um, so he he traveled a lot of parts of the country a lot of churches but the churches didn't want it to baptize him so at the end, a small tribal church, uh, they took the courage and they baptized him. But what happened after that is his father kicked him out from the family. He didn't have any relationship for more than 30 years. So that is, it, this is one of the uh, common things, especially uh, when people from those types of uh, a uh, conservative country. I mean, uh, they come to Christ. Uh, uh, that's a really uh, a huge common issue that the the family they kick them out from the house and they have to struggle a lot. So let me get this straight: your your
0: grand your grandfather was a judge for yes. the Sharia law, and um, he actually it was believed he held held mystical powers that mm-hmm. he could heal people by writing yes. a verse from the Quran. Mm-hmm. On a, on a body part that was ailing. Mm-hmm. And here your father interacts with a white man mm-hmm. and is given um, a pamphlet that mm-hmm. describes Jesus as the only way to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he begins this journey towards mm-hmm. faith in Christ. But while he's doing this, he's seeking out churches right and no church will receive him for fear of is it legit mm-hmm. almost kind of what you'd almost picture with the Apostle Paul right when he had his <laughs> radical conversion exactly Wow and, and from there I'm assuming your your dad was uh, uh, can you know was baptized and and received into this Baptist community that was willing to to take him in and from there was that where you kind of come on the scene or is that uh.
1: Yes, basically my mom, uh, um, she is from the uh, Christian background. So uh, my, when I born, my dad uh, was a very new believer. And, uh, and also uh, one of the issues was when I born uh, and uh, uh, when my dad accepted Christ, it was a huge issue because uh, his family uh, uh, thought that he, he brought disgrace um, uh, to the community to the family, uh, to the religion. So um, I had a lot of uh, pressure uh, to go back to that uh, religion again, because uh, um, my father's family was trying to uh, convince me that uh, what my father did, that was not right. Um, So I have to repent and I have to come back. So uh, my father's family, they thought that, okay, one son Uh, left uh, the religion so that the other son can come back. So that was their main issue, so that uh, uh, my generation, uh, they become Muslim again. Um, So uh, there is no stop or there is nothing. Okay. And in that, there's a lot of family pressure. They're they're, they're pushing in on
0: you. Yes. How did you process during that time the difference between your father's faith in Christ and your grandfather's heritage of of the Muslim faith
1: well one of the thing was that uh, basically one of the thing it really struck me is why my grandfather kicked my father out that is the first thing and the second thing is uh, uh, they, they started to communicate because I never saw them uh, while I was child so when I grew up a little bit I started to see them but um, but uh, I from my childhood uh, I saw my mom's family, uh, and basically they are believers, they are Christians. So uh, I was more um, related to them, my mom's family, than my father's family. So, um, so that was one of the issue uh, that all the time I was, I was uh, from my childhood I was not really a little bit comfortable. But the thing is, uh, I was uh, uh, from my childhood I was, uh, I, I was thinking that uh, is is what my uh, I, I saw when my uncle came um, uh, to our house, my father's brother, he used to pray, you know, and I remember that uh, I, while he was praying, uh, I, I was in his shoulder because when they pray, they sit down and they stand. So I thought that it's, it's fun. So I was with my uncle's sho- shoulder and so, and he did uh, prayer at that time. So, um, uh, so, uh, uh, but they, they really tried their best. But uh, my sister uh, they tried. They, they convinced my sister. You know, uh, 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 so my sister was uh, more into uh, that faith than the than the Christianity. So it was. It was a very hard time. Uh, uh, and my mom uh, w- tried to protect us uh, uh, so that uh, we beca- we uh, we are not confused. Or my mom was. My mom had a lot of fear that. Uh, uh, we might go back uh, uh, to the Muslim religion so she had a lot of fear and a lot of concern about that too so during this whole time in
0: in, in your and there's this tension and you're in your walking through this trying to understand everything you have this this experience uh, watching your uncle Mm -hmm. who's visiting, praying, and it looks fun. It looks like something that could be a a lot of fun. But then you have your mom and your dad really Mm -hmm. trying to protect you and shield Mm -hmm. you. But all the while, they're losing their daughter, who's kind of falling back into the Muslim. Okay. Could maybe for my listeners and even for myself, can you help us understand a little bit more about the Muslim faith? I think for a lot of us, we see things on CNN or, or Fox News or whatever, but we're not
1: fully aware of what really it's all about uh the muslim people uh they are they basically uh they think that um, they uh they are um they follow a lot of christian prophet in their in their own faith and basically uh if we see um at the old testament like uh, uh abraham uh he had uh, god promised abraham that he will have a son in his old age so uh sarah uh, she thought that she is too old to have a have a have a son so um she she uh abraham um to sleep with uh, his maid and we know that story that uh, he did that so uh, and then they have ishmael so and then um, that was not god's plan you know uh, that the god the promise that god made to Ab- abraham so uh, isaac was the promise so uh uh, especially the split started from there you know a lot of uh uh, mostly uh, all the theologian and and a lot of the muslim scholars they believe that uh, from the uh, ismail uh, the basically uh, the muslim religion basically started Um, uh, in in terms of uh from there basically the muslim religion started and we know that we are the children of uh, abraham and isaac so, um, so that's why a lot of uh, uh, Muslim people uh, they have uh, they follow uh, they think uh, um, Moses and a lot of other prophets as their prophet as well. So Isa, which is Jesus, is also one of their prophet. And uh, the other thing is, uh, as uh, uh, a lot of people, basically Muslim people, um, they um, they don't understand because the Quran is written in uh, Arabic and also. They um, they really don't want that uh, the translation of Quran. They want that it has to be in their original language. So um, a lot of people they don't know the language, so they just memorize it. I remember that my father he could re- uh, memorize the whole Quran. To be, I mean, you will be surprised that a lot of even small children in the Muslim comu- community they can they can memorize the whole Quran. It's a huge book, and they memorize they can memorize everything you know so my father uh, still he can uh, I don't know how far he can remember but when I was in child I remember that uh, um, uh, he used to remember you know he used to uh, uh, not read the Quran but he used to memorize the Quran and uh, we remember that wow he is he can uh, remember everything so um, which is pretty uh, pretty significant and uh, and pretty important and they have a very blind faith you know uh, the thing that okay uh we will um we want to they, they want to do a lot of their hard work to achieve uh, to achieve to i mean their all purpose is to satisfy their master one of the one of the things is very interesting is here like for christian uh we all time we think that we are the children of god you know definitely we also think god is our master but the huge part is we think that god is our father so we have the father and relationship and from where we got this because Isaac was the son of Abraham, you know that God was promised. And but the Muslim is totally opposite. They think that that God, that, that their God is their master and they are the servant. So all the time when they pray, uh, whatever thing they do, their all effort is to satisfy their master. And if you see again back at Ishmael, she was the uh, he was the son of the servant. So, from the very beginning, you know, their attitude is their relationship, their thinking is the master and servant relationship. When on the other hand, our relationship is the father and the children uh, relationship. So, it's a huge difference. So, when you, when you will talk with the Muslim people, all the time, they, uh, they will think that, oh, okay, oh, our master, we need to, uh, 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 to satisfy our master, you know. So, we are the servant, we don't know, you know. So, that's why they want to... Uh, the thing that their master is a very angry person, you know, he is looking with a stick and uh, and if they don't do this and that, if they're a little bit wrong, so they will judge them. So, but on the other hand, you know, uh, we have the father and son relationship. So if we fall down, our father is there uh, to help us to, you know, to stand up. So this is this is one of the huge concepts. So it's, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, when we talk about this when we try to know a lot of about this we will really understand that uh, that how truth our god is no that that's that's amazing it just
0: in the very foundation i love the way you brought that the difference between isaac and ishmael yep and the father relationship that the christian faith yep. has versus the servant relationship i'm yes. working to uh, earn my place if mm-hmm. you will um What about some of the different sects? I mean, we hear about ISIS all the time on the TV, things like that. How do all these fit into the spectrum of the Muslim faith?
1: Well, well, the ISIS is nothing. It's all about the reformed Muslim group, you know, uh, which which we call Wahhabism, you know, and uh, uh, that uh, that Wahhabism, the 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 founder of this faith, you know, uh, he reformed the Islam religion and islamic faith uh and uh, uh and there are a lot of followers they believe that you know uh, to protect their faith they have to be uh, they have to be strong you know they have to be uh, they have to be vocal you know they have to take action you know it doesn't matter uh, if they if they need to do uh, or if they need to kill uh, anything the other thing is in their Wahhab reformed faith is um, is the what the belief is if you are uh, if you are uh, not really following the islam religion properly uh, so um, they can uh, uh, the best compassionate thing is to kill you you know with love you know so that you you uh, you cannot uh, you cannot be a person to destroy others you know so that's why even uh, even if you i mean i don't know if you if if you read this news or not uh, when the orlando thing happened uh, just uh, a couple of miles far from that place, the incident happened, there is an Islamic center and the uh, Islamic scholar from the Islamic center, uh, I and mean, he's an Iranian guy. And uh, th- there's a video in the YouTube and he mentioned that the best compassionate uh, way uh, to love them is to finish them you know so that's the reformed the reformed faith you know so uh um, so the, if you are so that's why another challenging for us was uh uh, uh not only uh, from the muslim we, are, we we became christian but also the belief that uh, we betrayed their faith you know so they have to uh so in, according to the reformed muslim faith or the Wahhabism. you know uh killing is totally fine you know because they are protecting their own religion you know uh the, you know if anyone talk against their god the best way is to um is to kill them the other thing is in the according to the um, uh wahhabism uh, and their faith is the belief that the quran is a total law book you know how to live their life it has the perfect way uh, to describe the law so that's why uh, uh the Muslim people, especially those Wahhabi followers, uh, they don't believe uh, the the man-made law. That's why they are very, very much angry with the with the local judge, uh, the man-made law. So they believe that uh, uh, that in the Quran, uh, all the law is over there. You know, um, so everything is detailed over there. So that's why they are talking about Sharia law because they think that that's a perfect law book, and uh, uh, and their judge is uh, is perfect enough. Uh, to judge the people according to their religious perspective,
0: it's very interesting because uh, a little bit ago you said, but most Muslims, while well, they memorize the words, yes. they really aren't—they don't know what it means because they don't know the language exactly. And then here's a group that's saying, "Hey, this book is the law." Very legalistically, it has to be followed out right. to the nth degree. And then in your own heritage, your grandfather was mm-hmm. one of these judges for right. the Sharia law. Yeah. Um, but he would have been threatened by them because of his not following it, probably to the extreme. Is, is it, am I putting all yes. that together right? Yes,
1: yes. The the other thing is uh, a lot of time uh, when uh, those Muslim people, as they they memorize it, they don't know what that means. Uh, so uh, they depend on. Um, Uh, listening others so so mostly uh, when they uh, listen to the imam or their spiritual leaders so uh, whatever they say that oh it's written in the quran and all this stuff so they think that wow that might be true so uh, so the people uh, the muslim people they have really simple heart and simple faith you know, to their religion. So, uh, if you tell uh, uh, anything that it is written Quran, and they will believe it. You know, and for earning the faith to satisfy the master, they can do anything. You know, anything they can do. The other thing is, you will be very surprised. Uh, that that's a true story. When my grandfather died, see, they are blind faith uh, to the religion, and and I, I uh, my father basically told me my grandfather he died in two thousand ten. So, as he was the eldest son, so he went to the village. And uh, so, uh, because in our uh, uh, Asian or South Asian culture, uh, because the eldest son has a lot of responsibility. So, he went there. So, the awkward situation for my father is because he was not involved with the family for many years. So, and then he went there and all this stuff. So, uh, and when he reached over there, he was very surprised to see that all of my grandfather's disciples, they prepare a bed, you know, in the... uh, in the uh, the front yard of the house, you know, there is uh, some empty uh, empty place. So they cut the bamboo and they uh, they made a uh, a bed, because uh, in um, in especially in the Muslim religion, before they uh, put the dead body into the graveyard, they have to give a bath of the dead body. So what they did is my and my father was watching all this. So what uh, he uh, he saw that that uh, uh, his disciples they put my grandfather's dead body uh, in the top of that bed and they put uh, the they covered uh, that uh, place uh, with the clothes so that no one can see the pious man naked. No one can see. No one can take pictures of that pious man. And uh, the, another what they did is they put a huge jar. Uh, underneath of that bed because when they give shower uh, or sorry the bath of the dead body if the water it uh, fell down into the ground is disgrace because that's the water of that past man you know it cannot fell down into the ground so that's why they put that jar and my father was observing what's going on so they give shower of the dead body and my father was watching what they do with this water and my father was surprised that all of his disciples they drank all the water you know, they drink all the water. They didn't uh, They didn't left any water because they think that that's the holy water and they will get the blessings uh, from their uh, from their masters and all this stuff. So, and my father, it, he was very surprised because he was telling me that I am the eldest son and he's my father, but those people, they're only disciples. They are not even the family members, but that is their blind faith. But see, this is not written in the Quran. You know, it, this is not written even in the Quran. So, but their blind faith, you know, they were uh, they were basically trying to satisfy their master. They try to they are they are doing um, above and beyond, you know, just to achieve uh, the heart of their master.
0: It's so interesting listening to you talk about this because as a pastor in Christianity, I I get so concerned when people are only going by what they hear. They're not reading the word of God themselves. right? Right. And you see it even happen where people start quoting things like uh, "God helps those who help themselves." Right, and it's not in the Bible. Yeah, but yet they quote it like it is exactly. because they've heard someone say it. Right, and what a weakness it brings in one's faith, mm-hmm. um, because they're not going back to the very words. Now, obviously, we believe the Word of God to be living and true and powerful, and right. and uh, it alone is God's God's holy word. But here, even though they believe the Quran to be Uh, the Word of God, if you will, they they aren't reading it. They're just taking the words of people, and they're forming and doing all these rituals that are just by blind faith that we would look at and say, man, that's really silly, because even... Even the man's own son wasn't drinking the water that yeah. <laughs> came from his body, but these disciples. Right. these disciples are wow. And,
1: and the other thing is, see, um, uh, in the Muslim faith, uh, uh, so many of the times they believe that uh, they are not pious enough to directly pray to God. So in the middle, uh, uh, they pray uh, or they think that okay, if if uh, we don't have a children, and that's for an example. So if they have a children. So, and they pray that, okay, God, if we have a children, so we will give 100 cow to this pious person. And when they give a children, so they think that, okay, wow, this pious person uh, has a supernatural power. So when we, when we mention that, so um, the God, listen, you know, so that's why, uh, so that's why they have a, a blind faith, you know, and a lot of uh, people, uh, I- even in, 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 the, in, in those areas, they say that, oh, okay, I feel, I, I got, I dreamed. And I got this medicine. So if you drink this water or if you drink this uh, thing, so you will get healed. So a lot of people basically in blind b- with their blind faith, they just believe it. So uh, it is it is it is pretty interesting. And if you see that the other other part of it is they are also trying to uh, become a little bit modern into their faith. See, in Quran, uh, singing is totally forbidden. Uh, uh, especially but if if you see some of the islamic channel there are some songs over there the islamic songs but the thing is they don't use any music but if you without any music they just sing it you know uh, the islamic uh, so that's the islamic prison worship song and that's in english and even if you will uh, see that a lot of islamic priests they are preaching their religion in english so they quote uh, uh uh the quran in english so they are also trying to uh, uh develop uh, uh their uh, i mean uh, uh their religion in a sense so that they can reach others but in a sense it's pretty interesting to me is um basically most of the time uh you know there there is no really core uh what i call that um any really core thing sometimes they say that okay uh, uh, if we translate the quran uh, into any other language in uh, from arabic that's that's totally forbidden we cannot do that but again in the islamic television and uh, the preacher the islamic preacher you know when they preach they uh, they translate the quran in english so did, did you see the difference you know so so there is really really uh no core uh, depth, or um, in a in a in a sense, I want to mention that really, okay, this is the this is the core thing. We, uh, we cannot do anything. Uh, I mean, above or beyond that. But they they basically sometimes you know uh, they say that oh this is not good or we cannot do that. But again, they are doing that too. So sometimes uh, you know this is a little bit shallow uh, when I think about it. Sure, sure.
0: L- let's let's talk about how you came to Michigan. Now you came here for actually an arranged marriage. Yes. Which is very foreign to me um, in, in my culture, but um, you, when you came from Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and you came here, you, your your father said, "Hey, I know a family. Yes, in in there in the Detroit metro area. Why why don't you go there and m- and spend some time meeting this girl?" Yes, Am I telling the story right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it, it's just mind blowing to me. So here you came to a family you didn't know to meet no. a girl you didn't know. Yes, with the likelihood that you could potentially she could be your wife. Yes. Um, just tell us a little bit about that when you came, uh, here to the States and specifically Detroit Metro area.
1: Well, uh, I just came here only for three or four days and I thought that, uh, I will go to New York after that. Uh, so, and I will keep my luggage here and I will uh, visit, uh, I will stay here three or four it, days. Is that in case things didn't work out? Yes. <laughs> yes. And well, I mean, even if it is work, that was my plan. Okay. Yeah. So I will go there because, uh. Um, and then after a uh, couple, couple of weeks, I will come back and then I will go back uh, uh, to uh, my own place. But when I came here, you know, uh, I was so surprised when I found out that there are a lot of people live uh, in that area and they are from my country. And, uh, and I was also more surprised that they are living here for so many years. The other thing was also uh, the amount of the population uh, from my country and they are, uh, the part of the country they are from, it's one of the really conservative area, conservative in a sense of practicing the religion. You know, they are very devout uh, Muslim, religious-minded people. So even um, we are very small minority Christian in that country, only 0.33% Christian. And uh, in, 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 um, in that 0.33% Christian, we have a majority Catholics and all this stuff. So uh, real uh, evangelical Christian, I don't know, it will be very, very few. So even they also don't want to work in that area because of they have different dialogues and um they have they are so devout so no one didn't want to work over there but i was so surprised because i born in that area and god brought those people from that particular area to here and the church is really near closed you know you know uh, you know they can if they drive 10 to 15 minutes they can go to church you know though in that area the churches are dying um but uh, uh churches are, are closing down um, but uh, but but still, you know, they can they can go to a church within 10 to 15 minutes drive. So I was just, that just, I, I, I mean, I was so shocked at that time, you know. And I, I was trying to, I, I, I asked God that, God, do you have a different plan for me? Uh, did you really brought me here just to get married and settle down? Or do you have, intentionally, you brought this, a, uh, this area? Because I never heard of this city. I didn't have, because I was pretty enough of the diaspora ministry. Uh, because I used to work with this diaspora ministry. so I had good statistics uh, about where uh, uh, um, the people from uh, my country they live. but I, I didn't have any idea that a huge number uh, population live in that uh, in that part. So I felt that I didn't came here as an accident. God has a different plan for me. You know see if some of the thing is I born in that area. you know I can speak their dialogues. you know I came from that faith. You know, and I have experience to work with this, uh, with this people group, you know, the Muslim majority people group. So did you see the connection that how God really prepared? And then, though I never heard, I didn't have any plan to come here, but God brought me here. You know, so I was, one of the things I felt that though I don't know any people from my country in that area, though I don't know any Christian people, any church, but one of the thing I felt is God wants me and my wife to work in that area. So with humble faith, uh, we just started, you know. And, and you're talking about
0: God preparing you. I mean, you you were able to work with a, a pretty well-known translation group. Yes. And that put you in places working with all different types yes. of Muslim people. And yet, then you go back home and your dad says, hey, I got this opportunity, and here right. you come here. And it's like you'd already been prepared for right. the very work God was setting you right. up for. And now you meet this girl mm-hmm. I don't want to jump past that too far <laughs> and uh, and y- you guys decide hey yeah this is this is good this yes. is this is this is what God has tell us a little about her walk with the Lord and and coming here I mean obviously she's been Americanized yes did she grow up here
1: uh, yeah she grew up here her father uh, basically came from uh, 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 the uh, our country and he he took the asylum and he was uh, here for quite a long time but uh, 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 his family was uh, back in uh, the country so uh, he was he was an illegal for a good number of years and then uh, then when he he got the residence permit the green card then he applied for his family the thing is uh, when my father um, was uh, uh, my father and my wife's father's elder brother her uncle They work uh, with the uh, same denominational church uh, in two different cities. So we know their family uh, very, very well from the childhood. And eventually, uh, when uh, my father-in-law married to my mother-in-law, then uh, um, they become... um, uh, my wife's mother's family became very close friend with us, so we all know they are greater family members. And in in our culture, the wedding, um, uh, our greater families are also involved. So it has to; be, it is very important that our greater families are involved in the decisions, and uh, they know each other. It is very important. The other thing is, it worked. Uh, uh, it was a very encouraging thing for me. So when my uh, grandmother, my father's mother, uh, was very sick, so my father uh, brought her into the city because uh, in our country we don't have this medical insurance thing, uh, and uh, uh, so uh, people, they need to pay money for the medications. So, but my mother-in-law was uh, in the country at that time, so she did a really good care of, uh, of uh, uh, my grandmother, my father's mother, um, uh, very, very, really, really good care Uh, of of that time so a lot of people in the hospital they thought that um, uh, uh, my mother-in-law is the daughter of my grandmother you know so the way she took care of it and that really touched my grandfather's heart you know so they started to uh, started to uh, love them a lot you know I remember that my grandfather he came at that time only for one night that's the first and last time he came at our house Uh, so he just came here uh, just to sleep so he brought he brought his own bedsheet and uh, uh, so uh, so that he don't touch our because we are christian so he don't touch uh, our bedsheet so even he didn't drink a glass of water he just he just came he brought his own bedsheet so he used that top of our bedsheet he slept the next morning he went back um, to the hospital so uh, but the thing is what my mother-in-law did to my uh, uh, to my grandmother so my grandfather was very happy so after that when they came here um, so uh, they had a good communication with my grandfather. so and my uh, my grandfather really, really blessed them a lot, you know uh, and um, even before he died. so which is a very good thing. So at least uh, one of the one of the uh, thing really encouraged me is because they ex- did a very good example uh, at the end of my uh, grandparents, I mean my uh, my wife's mother. Uh, she she did a very good example um, at that time. So um, I was very, I was very, very much gratitude uh, um, and happy uh, for that.
0: Hmm. And and so she's she she obviously has a good example, her own mother displaying yes. this Christian living. Right. Um, they're involved in the Christian community, mm-hmm. faithfully attending church, and and you guys get married. Yes. And I know it's kind of funny. We were talking uh, off off. Off the mic about the number of times you've been
1: married. Three times. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> We're supposed to do it another time in, when we will go to our country.
0: <laughs> so you'll be married four times. Yes. A, at some point, which which is another just uh, a funny thing. And 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 now you're 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 married, and you guys are now serving the Lord together mm-hmm. in southeastern Michigan. And just tell our listeners a little bit about the ministry you're doing let, let, to kind of help
1: them understand how you're reaching. Muslims for Christ well one of the thing is uh, I, I, I really want to mention before that uh, is that particular place is uh, within two square mile area we have uh, sixteen mosques mm. uh, which is uh, uh, which is incredible and the other thing is all we have in that area we have uh, a Buddhist temple we have several Hindu temples in that area uh, uh, we have some um, other temple also. uh, You'll be very surprised. So, because they are buying a lot of empty house and they are uh, building the mosque, you know. You you will not really realize it's a mosque, but it's really a mosque, you know, uh, Islamic school. And uh, the other thing is, uh, um, in a lot of the churches in that area is dying they are closing down there are there are a lot of uh, churches i see that they, ne- they don't have any activities at all maybe uh, once or twice a month someone come they clean and they go back but uh, the mosque is uh, is uh, i mean almost v- i mean very often they're opening new mosques you know you know even in the close distance so uh, there, there, there are a lot of mosques even if you uh, i mean uh, uh, in the highlights, you know, they are, have a lot of billboard. They're uh, preaching about their own religion, so they're pretty vocal, you know, of uh, of their of their religion um, and all this stuff.
0: Hmm.
1: And so, here's this
0: is the community you're engaging in. Yes, and how are you reaching? People for the cause of Christ
1: uh, well, I was really I from the very beginning. I did a lot of prayer walk I wanted to uh, because I felt that that place is it has a lot of uh, Strongholds, you know when I I felt it so I I, I did a lot of prayer walk uh, to end, end the place uh, I was I, uh, I, I I really I did a lot of prayer work because I needed to have the strategy you know, for the city for the area uh, uh, though I worked uh, for this Muslim people For this same people group in a lot of places, but I felt that I need a different strategy. You know uh, that that strategy I had, uh, I need something different. I don't know at that time what will be my strategy, but I felt that I need a different strategy. So I was uh, one of the thing I felt that uh, uh, my musical gift. uh, One of the thing I felt that I need to connect with more people. You know the people I will work. I need to find a person of peace, and also uh, another thing is. um, I need to um, figure it out that, um, uh, that what will be my, uh, my strategy. So I, I, I used my music talent uh, a lot just to connect with the people, you know. And uh, I mean, that gifts helped me to connect with, uh, with more people, you know. But uh, um, though I got connect, I became friendship and all this stuff. But one of the things I was really looking for that how I could help them you know in their uh, in their basic needs how i could impact into their life you know as a as a mm-hmm. worker so and i don't know what will i do but the end of last year god is really gave us a strategy uh, that we really wanted to find jobs for these people because we felt that you know uh, as they cannot speak the language they don't have enough uh, education background so a lot of people uh, uh, from the community uh, they can understand the la- language they can read and write they started to use their that weakness and just to use it as a business so we felt that we can we can just use it as our strength you know we start to find our jobs for them you know and then we find out that uh, um, uh, they don't have a car they don't have a vehicle you know uh, if we find a job for them without vehicle they cannot go to the work so we have to also help them um to uh go to their work and you know, i'll pick them up and uh, it really really helped the 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 p- within within couple of months a uh, lot of people you know they came to our house you know they even don't know so it spread like fire you know and they came to us because everyone they need the job you know uh, and they are struggling so one of the thing uh, it happened uh, two months back, one morning, my wife uh, and my daughter, uh, two years old, uh, uh, around 7.30 in the morning, they were driving um, uh, to pick some people um, from their work. Because th- the night, I dropped them to their work, and she was going uh, to pick them up from their work. And uh, while she was going there in I-75, my wife had an accident. The c- The car flipped four times. My daughter was there. Uh, and uh, uh, f- uh, from I-75 North, um, it uh, well she was changing the lane. The thanks God the road was empty. She lost the balance, and uh, the car started to flip. And uh, from the I-75, it uh, um, through the all the embankments, it uh, ended up with the eight mile service drive. So the the car was totally uh, gone, and my daughter was over there. You uh, know, it was a it, it, I mean she was going to pick up some of the work. So, uh, they were they were in the hospital and then they came home. But that evening, we had a lot of those people came to our house. You know, and they were telling us that some of these people, they exactly told us this. That when they saw the car and the way the accident happened, they told us that, do you know that uh, though you guys had those severe accident, but you guys didn't have anything, the reason is the way you helped us. You know, because you, I mean, with your own heart, you know, you, uh, you helped us, you know, you find us job and you are for us you, you, because we are the reason that you have the accident because um, uh, my wife was really going to uh, pick them up from their work. So uh, that's why, you know, your God, you know, uh, saved, uh, saved your wife and your daughter. Uh, because so, so they're noticing. this. Yes, they're, they're noticing God's
0: provision and protection. Yes. yes. And they're acknowledging it to you. Yes.
1: And, and the more thing is the, the thing that exactly the word they use that literally you helped us to have food in our own table so that our children can have food. Because if we don't take uh, to their job, they cannot go to work. You know, so literally really, we take them to their work so that they can earn money. And they can have the food uh, in their own table. So exactly that thing they mentioned that you did that for us uh, so that our children can have food on our table. And God knows that. That's why God saved you. and Because of our prayer. Because of our, uh, because of the blessings from the deep of our heart. So uh, when they told us this, we said that, wow, God, you know, that is, we don't need any other thing. That the people, they can see this, you know, uh, that is, that is more than enough. So even um they call us you know they want to invite their house you know they bring uh they come to our house you know when we have all those people they brought food at our house we didn't have we didn't we didn't have my my, because my wife was a little bit sick so she could not cook so like this way you know they they try to uh i mean they they were involved with us sometimes even they mentioned that oh wow you guys are doing amazing work so this is a small uh, gift or small blessings so that uh, you can have something. So they try to, uh, they try to, uh, what I call, that recognize, you know, us uh, that that very, very voluntarily with the deep of our heart, we try to help them, you know, w- without any intention, without anything.
0: It's interesting because you came here, you saw a need and you saw the need that these people need help with their English, yes. they need jobs, And God laid it on your heart. You used skills God had already given you. You have an advanced degree in business. Yes. You use that to begin to help them find jobs. And then you start using your own vehicle. Yes. To pick them up and get them back and forth from work. Right. uh, To get uh, the drug testing done. They need to get jobs, uh, resumes, all these things. And you're doing all this. The people are seeing this. Right. Right. And they're very much recognizing God's work through you and then God's provision and protection of you. And and correct me if I'm wrong, recently you just had, you you bought a bigger
1: vehicle so you can transport more people. Yes, because uh, we have, one of the issue was, uh, because we try to give a job to a lot of people, one of the issue was uh, because our car was too small you know, uh, we need to carry a lot of more people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other reason is, as they work in the auto industry, so their shift is in a lot of crazy time. Some of them, they finish their wor- work is one in the morning. Some, they finish their work is three in the morning. Some, they start their work is five in the morning. So like this. So it was very hard because we have to pick them from their house and again, drop them into in every individual. So uh, we really felt that we need a bigger vehicle not only for this job, but also we can use this as our ministry, and also we can use this um, uh, also uh, for the English class. Uh, we can use this a lot of lot of these things for the community. You know, uh, like if if anyone need uh, to change their house, we can use that. So a lot of these things to help in the in the community. So we didn't have any money. So one of the uh, one of the um, one of the brother uh, from uh, the community. He has a business for the used car so he, he 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 told me that he uh, that uh, he can find out in the auction a good quality car and then i can um, give them whenever i had uh, in installment uh, a little bit so that was a huge blessings you know like the people in the community and he did that because he know that we help a lot of people uh, for the community so that was um, uh, that why that's why he he took the initiative and he mentioned that we I know that what you guys, uh, what you guys are doing for these people. So that is my small involvement, you know, uh, that I could find a, a van in the auction. If I find a van in the auction, I can let you know, and uh, you can just uh, pay me uh, uh, gradually a little bit. So that's how we are just doing that.
0: That's that's an amazing story again of God's provision, not only protection for your wife, but even the provision of a van yes. um, to do that. Do you mind sharing a few of the stories, uh, maybe of individuals where you've been able to interact in, and share the truth of Jesus mm-hmm. um specifically the story of one individual whose own father was murdered um it was that that, that story captured me
1: yes uh, that is uh, uh one of the uh one of the person from a very close country in the in the um in the south asia so uh that uh, um they just moved recently 3 months back from their country uh, to hear and uh, when I, w- I, I went to their, their house and when I met with them uh, the, the guy he told me that uh, uh, the Taliban just uh, cut the head of his father because uh, not uh, practicing um, the Islamic religion uh, properly. See the other thing is when uh, like these types of ISIS or, th- or the Taliban when they, when they does these types of activities they, they do that in public so the other people can see it You know and they also scared and uh, they also practice the religion appropriately so when this thing happened so they escaped to um another uh, islamic country they was there and then they moved to another islamic country and they they was there for three years and then they moved here three months back and uh, they showed me their family album and they told me that uh this one, the Taliban killed them, Taliban killed this. So it seems like every month they're losing their family member that uh, they are there over their country. Wow. It is a, it is a, it is a, I mean, I was so surprised that they were showing me and pointing off people's face that uh, the Taliban kick, uh, uh, killed them. I, I went to their house yesterday and I was asking them about their experience in the Taliban's and they were telling me that they are so dangerous and bad people, you know. So still they have, they have that fear, you know. Can you imagine that? Uh, that in publicly someone c- cut the head of your father, uh, how you will feel that you know the trauma you know and all this experience you know it, this is I, I was just uh, put myself into their shoes and I said that that is that is uh, scary you know so. Uh, i mean we are working some other uh war um uh countries that they are now coming um uh to that city uh, uh i mean they were s- they were mentioning me about their experience that uh, they are telling me that uh, they had a lot of uh uh, their good business but the ISIS they destroyed everything you know and their um, and their experiences over there which was which was very very bad they have a lot of trauma a lot of fear you know and uh, they were refugee maybe for a while for some other countries and from there they came here so with a totally um uh, uh they don't know how they will settle down here. They don't know the language. They don't know the people. It's totally, and uh, they don't know about what, what will be in their future. So um, so now in that point, and I am there trying to help them, you know, uh, uh, that was my ministry, but because they live in my city, try to help them, try to figure out how we could help them uh, to find out the jobs, you know, and uh, to um, uh, how to help them. Um, to, uh, to settle down and one of the one of the story it happened was when our um, we are helping uh, these people uh, for finding jobs uh, one of the Muslim gentlemen he came from my country and he used to come also uh, to our place for learning the language and I used to take him to his work five in the morning uh, sorry four in the morning because his uh, his shift start five in the morning so after a couple of weeks he was telling me that uh, brother uh, there are a lot of people from my religion live in my city um, and not only me there are a lot of other people you know they try to use my weakness you know when it, because I cannot read the English letter so I go to some uh, people's house they can read it so they charge me you know but you help me unconditionally you know whenever we need you know so uh, we see a difference though they are from my country uh, my area my religion uh, but it is very different, you know. So I want to know more about uh, Christ. You know, uh, uh, I heard of uh, of Christ, but I would you please help me? So then I shared with him, and then eventually he accepted Christ. But the thing is, did you see how, I mean, uh, when we did this, our intention was to help them, you know, but in that process, you know, you know, Holy Spirit worked in their hearts, so they took the initiative and they, um, and they, um, uh, they came to me and his heart is to share this faith to his own family members. So even he invited all his family members, um, uh, last month and in his house, 75 people. And that was their own first family members. And then they came and we was there only the outsiders. So this is, this is some of the very powerful way, you know, um, God is doing some work. He came to my house, uh, two days back. And then he told me that, uh, he has uh, he has the AT&T line in his house, so he want to change it to Comcast. So I had to help him. You know, I have to give call and I have to do all the to, to cancel the AT&T line and to uh, uh, to find out the Comcast line. So you know, what, see the the, the important A- that thing that here. That whole changing going from Comcast that can be frustrating for anybody.
0: So uh, I just yeah <laughs> over the phone over the phone yeah. over the phone because he cannot speak English. <laughs> right. He cannot speak English, so yeah. he needs
1: someone. See the point here is he has seventy five people. His his eight brothers and sisters live here. Their family members, some of them, their family members I mentioned, like their his bro- his brothers and sisters' children. Now they grew up, uh, they're born here. They can speak fluent English, but whenever they need, they think of us than their own family member. That is my point. Yeah, do you understand? So if they have seventy five family members here in this city. And they have a lot of people. They can speak the language. Some of them who they born here, they grew up a little bit here. They can go to them for this, you know. But they think of us for that. The spiritual bond is stronger than the physical bond. Yes, yes, yeah. that surprises me most, and yeah. than any other thing. Yeah.
0: What What are some of your future plans in the sense of this ministry and how to help the Muslim? In he- here in southeastern Michigan,
1: uh, one of the thing is I really want to do is uh, this definitely with this uh, job uh, skills, and uh, uh, one of the uh, the the uh, uh, the issue I find it out as I as as uh, a little bit of the uh, business background, I find it out that there are definitely a lot of job agency they are doing this, but the perspective for us is those job agency, they send those people to the factories. And, uh, like, for an example, uh, the factory gave agency $12 an hour, you know, so they keep $2 and they gave them $10. But for us, we don't do that, you know, because that's our ministry. The other thing is that those agencies, they never train them, you know, they just, they just send them, you know, if they can work, if they got fired, they don't care you know but for us we really care them so that's why we want to help them you know for their english the job agency they never teach them english you know so we want to help them so that they can be a they can uh, they can uh, work you know they can support their family you know uh they they, they can they they don't struggle the other thing is the the other issue is as they came from a very rural village. They don't have good education background, so even they don't have experience of that country city life. So from a very very rural village, they came in a fast country in the world. So did you see the difference of the lifestyle? So now they don't know a lot of culture of this country. You know, they don't know a lot of um, courtesy. You know, so they don't know that if you enter to someone's room, you have to knock first. You know, so they don't they don't know this. You know, so now they are working in a factory. They have a lot of other culture people working there, but they don't know they don't know nothing about this courtesy. So now here, our role is we want to help them to get in get in into the culture. So I have an experience that one. Uh, I took uh, one of the one of the one of the guy from my country he came here just two or three months back you know and that was a little bit winter time so he told me that uh, brother uh, it's a pretty cold so would you please take me I need to buy a winter coat so I took him uh, to a place and I told him that uh, there are some coats here so I'm waiting for you here uh, in the cash counter so because I need to I need to translate for you so you see uh, which a uh, coat you want to buy and then you come to me and i will help you uh, into the conversation so after 10 15 minutes he came to me and he told me that um, uh, brother uh, uh i want to uh, so he was pretty pretty uh pretty scared after 15 to 20 minutes so uh, he was very very scared and i, I was telling that is everything okay uh, he said that yeah uh, i'm a little bit okay but i made a mistake i said what what you did so he said that he wanted to go to the toilet and uh, he don't uh, he do, he cannot read you know so rather than to go to the men's toilet he went to the women's toilet and he opened the door and a woman was inside you know and so uh, so the woman was screaming so the woman thought that he did that intentionally so you know but he do, he cannot read You know, uh, so and uh, so he was so scared, you know. So see, there is another thing is to help them, you know, in this case that uh, because it can be dangerous. You know, the person that think that, oh, he did this intentionally. Uh, Well, well, the people, they will not believe that he cannot he don't he don't he cannot read because he was a really illiterate person. So there are a lot of these types of experience, you know, to help them. Uh, to enter into this culture because they will live here. So they need to know this. So here is my part also to help them. The other thing is... Uh, well, the,
0: the good news is we're going to transgender toilets. Oh. So it won't matter, right? It, no, it, right? Will, it will solve a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, th- it's, not just, it's not just the language. It's the cultural aspect. Yes. So there's a lot there that they need help with in the sense of just being able to... Uh, fit into society and be able to keep employment right
1: the other thing is uh, is to basically to give them uh, some good uh, uh, job oriented training like some people uh, I try to find out that if they have any these types of uh, vocational training experience or work experience back in the country uh, so if they have tailoring experience over there so they already know that. Just to help them, how to how to do this. So um, and also, if they have, if they don't like to create some vocational training thing, like how they can be a CNC machine operator, uh, before because they don't have the language skills. So if they have this training. Uh, or a certificates or something, it will, uh, be, uh, it will be a plus point for them, you know, uh, to get the job and to do pretty good uh, into, their, uh, into, their, into their factories so they will not lose the job. So try to do some of these types of vocational training, uh, if, I mean, also to help them to train uh, if, they, if they can fix the cars and all this stuff so that they can start their own business or they can work somewhere uh, outside so uh, uh, they can still support their own family.
0: You know, it's 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 so cool to hear what you're doing, and how you're using something so practically just to help your neighbor. Yes, literally your physical neighbor. Yes, uh, which the Bible encourages us to do. Yes, but then the opportunities that is created for you to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, you, you've helped over like 140 people find jobs.
1: Yes, in the last couple of months, we tried to, uh, we applied for 140 people. So near about 45 people, so that means 45 families, they got the job through us. And uh, uh, we, are trying to, uh, we are trying to find out some uh, new factories. Uh, we are also learning how to, uh, uh, in a good way, to serve them you know we have the heart and they know that so we are also trying you in know a, in, a, in, a, in a good way uh, to serve them and, and there is another good uh, good testimony for that is one of the one of the um, Middle Eastern gentlemen he also lived in the same city uh, that I share him the gospel and he accepted Christ but he saw those that I'm doing this you know so he becomes so encouraged so he told me that could you please help me and disciple me because I want to do the same thing to my own people. So he called me every day so he wanted to connect with more churches you know he have to be involved so that he can help his own people back in here and his own country in the middle East. so it's it's a powerful testimony that what God is. So he had a huge business so he sold it uh, and so he's, he, he was telling me that he don't have peace in his heart because, uh, because his only passion and dream is to help his own people that's what he enjoy, that's what he like to do so I'm trying to disciple him so he told me that uh, as i have a little bit of experience so that i can uh, help him uh, he can learn from me uh, so that he can use this for his own people the, uh, so we are trying to a lot of different ways uh, that even uh, even also um, uh, the another thing is the insurance thing you know um, uh, we figured out there is uh, the again the another issue is here there are uh, a couple of people uh, from my country uh, they have they are the insurance agent over there and uh, um, that my personal understanding is because the, as those people, they cannot speak English, so, uh, and those people, they speak the language, so they go to them. And, uh, and, uh, and I feel sometimes might be uh, they, they do overcharged, you know, because the same company, uh, from the same insurance company, I tried to get some price, and it was way more cheaper. So I also tried to find out that, okay, this is also a case that, uh, that if we could help them, uh, it will be a lot of help uh, because for this insurance thing, uh, if they can somehow they can buy a car, but they cannot afford the insurance because they earn so little of money every week. Right. You know, uh, yeah. so like in I, I'm trying to think that how really a better way I could serve them, I could help. What them. What
0: practical ways you can you can physically help them, um, whether it's the insurance or the jobs, yes. or the English, or just learning culture, and then. When these people do accept Christ, then you're busy discipling. Yes. You're a busy guy because I know you're <laughs> meeting with all these people individually. You're meeting with some small groups of people, taking them through the Word of God and 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 helping them to know more about this Christian faith. And and really, in a lot of ways, this is all hanging on the shoulders of of you and your wife. Yes. And the involvement. I know there's some churches and people that are that are rallying around you, but if people from the outside obviously we say, hey, this this story really resonates with me. Yes. What would you encourage them to do in their own communities? What are ways they can begin to do some of the same things you're doing? How can they start? Well,
1: the thing is, first, I, I will really tell about the passion, you know, because um, definitely the passion is very important. And the other thing is strategy. You know, like if they want to work for their company, see, the, the thing I want to mention here is, though I worked from the uh, same people people group you know because they are from my country i work with them in different place but still when i am here i try to find out my strategies because in different place the strategy might be different though the people group is the same so really to find out the strategy how i can get into them you know uh, uh, this is this is this is uh, one of the very important thing that the and, and in, in it, the, the other thing i will really uh, can tell about my strategy is I am very much passionate to help these people uh, what I call from the really bottom of my heart I really want to help them you know uh, I want to really serve them you know uh, so that's why even uh, for an example if I, uh, if I uh, organize the ESL class I really want them so that they can really learn the language you know definitely I want to but in the class I don't want I, I, I hardly I mix the gospel you know, I I, I I don't want to do that because they come here to learn the language, and I want to do that honestly to them. You know, so that when they will when they will find it out that okay, wow, when I go there, I really can develop my language. So they will come. You know, uh, so even even if they come, they will give their effort. But if, I mean, if I am uh, um, not uh, 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 serious enough, uh, you know. Uh, in, to help them to learn the language. In the states, we call that baiting and switching. Baiting and switching. Yeah, yes,
0: we, we're dangling. Uh, you learn English. Oh, here's uh, here's the gospel. Where I think you're trying to be very authentic. Yes. That here, I want to help you with your English. Right. But because of the relationship, now let me tell you about my Savior. Yes. And I think that is. I just. I love. I love the transparency and the honesty and yes. And the fruit that God is obviously having through you. Yes. To to the people you're reaching.
1: Yes, so because so that's why when they uh, even when they uh, uh, like uh, eight women from the uh, from the community they came and they heard about us that we are doing that so they said that. Uh, Please help us, you know, because they were going to different schools in the community, different places. But they felt that they spend last two or three years, but they didn't develop anything. Then I realized it uh, uh, was the problem. So, so I told them that if you, if you, and they are very serious. They they don't have a car, so they walk in 15 to 20 minutes uh, to come to the school. Uh, um, uh, to our class because uh, I used to uh, the reason I I used to pick them up also for their school but I wanted to see a little bit of their passion you know uh, that if they are really serious for this language then I will start to do this but they are really doing uh, really doing uh, pretty good and uh, they are really really um, is very very much interested so the other thing is I I really want to encourage is uh, uh, authentically to serve the community authentically, to find out the needs. You know, that might be spiritual needs. You know, there are, there are a lot of spiritual needs in the community that I find, and I, I try to help them. You know, they come to me, you know, when there is any spiritual issues. They share with a lot of their struggles, then we try to help them. So in this way, we are also involved in the community as well. Sam, I want to yeah. thank you for
0: the time. It's It's been awesome just, A, learning about your own story okay. and hearing how God has has had his hand on you and your family the the unique story of your dad's life and what your dad went through in 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 being faithful to christ even mm-hmm. the rejection of his own family and then you know how how god has given you this ministry here in in the states and watching what god's doing through exactly that. so so it's been so exciting just to hear that thank um, you very much thank you for the time and to our listeners we'll say see you next week Thanks for listening to the Confessional Collective podcast. For more information and resources, please visit confessionalcollective.com and be sure to like our Facebook.